Ever hear of the notion that the idea of something is better than the actual thing itself? Like the idea of what would happen when winter finally came in Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. Versus winter lasting all of like one episode. Guys, come on. Come on. Eight seasons. Really? Or <clears throat> take the strawberry. Every delicacy that is flavored so tastes absolutely top tier. So one would expect that the fruit itself will follow suit and be absolutely heavenly. But it is not. In fact, it will surprise you to note that the strawberry probably isn't even a fruit. It's a catfish. <laughs> Today's hot, hot topic, pun intended, is what I will now be referring to as a strawberry. <laughs> strawberry is the new catfish. Get used to it. Hiya, I'm Bio, and in case you're wondering, you are now listening to the Water Joke Podcast. A friendly disclaimer before you proceed, continued listening may result in one or more of the following. Involuntary and unrestrained laughter. <laughs> Learning new things. Uh-huh. Enjoyment, being offended, and falling in love. <laughs> and most importantly, always remember, please... Don't take everything you hear on here too seriously. Some refer to it as the greatest party ever. Besides whatever was going on at the Tower of Babel. Only difference is, fire never happened. Yep, I mean in terms of new generation scams, this guy is one of the industry leaders. Y'all remember... Anthony Gignac, aka Sadi Adi 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 Adi, yeah? And Ramon Abbas, aka Hush Puppy. Well, ladies and gents, meet Billy McFarland. Desert. But he's not the only new age pro I've got for you this season. I, I, I think we should make this into a series. Fraudonomics, scaminology. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. I need suggestions from you guys. I'm terrible at naming. Anywho, let's travel back in time to the year 2016. Two men came together to start a company that would revolutionize booking talent through their app. It was named Fire. The two men were popular rapper Ja Rule and a tech entrepreneur named Billy McFarland. These were Fire's co-founders. The idea came when Billy apparently tried to book Jaru for a birthday party. But after paying like a thousand dollars to like several different people, he found out that Jaru was more expensive than that. But I mean, come on, what's self-respecting superstar who collects just one thousand dollars to perform at birthday party? And he's not living on the streets. At the time, Billy had already started one company, Magnesis. Now, what Magnesis did, um, they made black cards for people. If the American Express black card is like flying a private jet, then Magnesis is like riding in an Uber that has snacks. 
which isn't a bad thing. See, the Amex, that's the American Express, offers its holders benefits such as discounts to events, dinners, stores, etc. But like, not just anyhow common stuff. Like if tickets are sold out to the general public, they might still be available to Amex cardholders because Amex has that pool of exclusive tickets reserved just for them. Now, why doesn't everybody just apply for those? Because you can't. Unless you're Anthony Gignac, then you can just throw a tantrum to get a card twice. The cards are actually invitation only and are offered for American Express members that spend roughly a quarter of a million dollars yearly. Quarter of a million? $250,000 yearly, at least. Wow, that's a lot of money. <laughs> so Billy came up with Magnesis, the poor man's black card. But unlike the Amex one, it wasn't a credit card in itself. You kind of copied the magnetic strip of your real card. So think of it as using your regular card, but with a different skin. Yeah, plastic surgery for your ATM. The card was a hit. They offered smaller scale discounts that we'll come back to later. They still offered crazy huge benefits too. Hmm. You know, if Billy wasn't such a scam, I might consider it myself. This was a huge detour, but it'll all be worth it in the end. Now with Fire, it was Billy's second startup. A lot of people happily put in a good word for him and some fan investors followed as well. While the app was being built, the co-founders thought about a way to generate buzz for it, make sure that it was in everyone's faces. An ad campaign wasn't going to be exciting enough. I mean, come on, past that. And that's when the idea for the Fire Festival came up. It was going to be huge. It was going to be epic. It was going to be on the brink of your wildest dreams and virtually impossible. I don't know why I use that accent, but that last one is a quote. Of course, that meant it was going to be expensive too. But never fear, B-Money is here. Billy was the funds, literally pulling money out of nowhere. Thin air. Whenever they needed anything. Of course, everyone just assumed it was venture capitalist money. So, hey, opa. Now, you're planning a party. The Fire Festival. Where would be the perfect location? You'd work somewhere private because it's supposed to be exclusive. In fact, more exclusive than the Met Gala. Because like, Nick Cannon has been to the Met Gala, so like, it's, it's not a big deal anymore. Of course, there are a few places that come to mind. Oh, wait, why not just buy Pablo Escobar's island in the Bahamas? Yeah, which is exactly what they did. And Billy said they got it for about $8 million. I mean, if I had $8 million, I'd probably invest in that too. Probably not, no, not really, no. Slowly, word was coming out. Whoa, have you heard about Fire Festival? Yeah, dude, totally. You going, bro? Mustaf, bro? Yeah, me too. All right, up top. That's what I picture a conversation about it to be like, in the USA at least. And no, no, that's not how you all sound most of the time. Nobody knew who would be coming or any specifics, just 10,000 people on an island for a music festival. At this point, the team wasn't so large, but with the connect they had, they pulled in the top 10 models in the world to come shoot and spend time on the island for the commercial. It was a pretty hot commercial. Another pun. Yeah, I'm on fire. Ooh, another pun. <laughs> and in almost no time, they got hundreds of top influencers as well to post an orange tile online. 
it drove social media crazy. Media outlets suddenly wanted to work with them because they had social capital, which these days translates to credibility. If you got the followers, your word is as good as gold. The power of FOMO. In return for posting, influencers were promised free, full accommodation. I mean, all I do is post this orange Thailand. You give me a house with AC and bedroom, toilet, sitting room. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Sure now. <laughs> then Kendall Jenner was paid about $275,000 alone to make a post for the festival as well. Ooh, I'm Kendall Jenner. And you guys should totally go for the fire festival. The PR at this point was like 1 million over 10. Investors wanted to pull out of Coachella and invest into fire. They sold 95% of tickets in 48 hours. They were on fire. Another pun, I'm on a roll, boom. However, one of the logistic guys kept saying it was a practical impossibility to have that many people on the island. He brought up a cruise ship idea, which they rejected. Um, so the idea was pretty much that you know, they have the festival during the day, everybody's on the island, and at night when people want to sleep, they go to the cruise ship, which would make a lot of sense. And it wouldn't be so bad, you know. You get to hear the lapping of waves in the night. They eventually got tired of his wisdom and decided to boot him off. And then they got booted off the island. You <laughs> shock you. Turns out they hadn't even paid yet. The owner was still considering selling it. They said they'd help advertise you know, back then. And Diola told them, sure, as long as no matter what, you don't advertise it as Pablo Escobar's island. Because I don't want that piece of history tied to it, you understand? Well, you can guess what was all over every single ad. Now, without an island to host, they did the only sensible thing. Put the event on hold until they could be sure of a new location and proper logistics? Close. They look for a new island while telling people nothing at first. A couple island searches later and they ended up on Exuma, the main, the main Bahaman island. I actually decided to look up islands for sale in the Bahamas. Because you know, in case I found like extra 1000 inside my pocket, you get. Man, what my eyes have seen. Makes me long for the days I was looking up Barbados ticket prices. <laughs> now, fire had been moved to Exuma itself, which was a bigger island. But it was also a populated island that was about to get more populated. For a few reasons. A, the fire festival, as we know. And B, an Exuma celebration called Farmer's Cake Conch Jamboree. Try saying that three times as fast. Farmer's Cake Conch Jamboree, Farmer's Cake Conch Jamboree, Farmer's Cake Conch Jamboree. Okay, it wasn't that hard. Think of it as their Agungu festival, if you're Nigerian. And if you're not, I guess you can think of it as that time Jesus told Peter to cast his nets inside the net. You shall get me. Now, they got a part of the island they could use, but there was no math that was going to make it contain the thousands they were expecting. So you know what they did? Put the event on hold until after the coinciding event so they could plan better and have better logistics? Close again. They kept quiet. Now, it was a busy period. They were trying to construct housing, but that was going slowly, even after hiring hundreds of locals with the promise of pay. You know one thing you don't think of first when trying to plan a festival on a faraway island? 
you will need toilets. Because toilets kind of come with houses, you know? So like, you don't really think about those things first. Well, they needed public toilets for all the areas, so it doesn't start smelling like a Lagos park. Guess how much just ordering the trailers would cost? What? A million dollars? Yeah. How do you know? Wow. I was joking. Come April, a few weeks to the festival, the artists that were performing hadn't gotten money yet. Hmm. Yeah, totally normal. Remember, they promised these guys times two of their going rates. At this point, money flow was having issues. But never fear, B money is here. And somehow again, Billy did his magic and got some money. But then it became obvious that he was chicken and egging. They didn't have money for the festival, so he was using attendees' money to put on the festival. So to do that, he kept false advertising what they didn't have, which was a lot of stuff. The day before, it almost seemed like they get away with this level of fraud. This, let me not mention any politician's name, level of fraud. But that night, rain fell and washed the tents up and the itsy bitsy fire went all up in flames. Pum, pum, pum. In summary, it went from bad to worse to worse when guests arrived. Rage, survival instincts, tissue raids, being trapped in the airport without food or water overnight. It was insane, insanity, insidious. The only thing people love more than a hero is to see you fail. And the memes? Oh, they were glorious. It was a disaster. 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 And that meant it was time to return everything and pay up. But what money? Whoops, Billy T. Jackman, <laughs> he went missing. <laughs> a whoop. <laughs> Everybody collect water, water. Woo! <laughs> last, last. We're all going broke. <laughs> yeah. Nope. The truth came out. Billy fraudulently induced over 100 investors to drop over $27.4 million in his original business and the fire festival as well. How? Also, this is how, yeah. Nobody should use this as manual. Don't go and do. You should understand me. He told them he'd booked, for example, Drake for like $100,000. So they would give him $100,000 that he could use to book Drake. And he didn't book him. It reminds me of this joke um, where this guy wants his son to marry Otadola's daughter. So he tells Otadola that his son is the president of CBN. He should let his daughter marry him. And then he goes to the CBN and tells them that... His son is Otodola's daughter's husband. So they should make him president of CBN. If it's like that, Mr. Izzy don't already get job security extra, extra. If this whole creative thing doesn't pan out. Now, here's the facts versus fiction. So let's start with fiction. He reported over 35 million in bookings, said he'd been given the island, said he had over 2 million in Facebook stocks and that Magnus' revenue was in millions. So the facts. In reality, they only had 1.5 million in bookings. They did not own the island, neither could they afford it. He had less than $2,000 in Facebook stocks. And the company made under $60,000. Wow. And everyone believed him. People lost loads of money from what you can literally call daylight robbery. That's the power of an idea. That's... The danger 
of an idea. He was sued rightly for hundreds of thousands of dollars and he got arrested, managed to scrounge a bail, declared bankruptcy and moved into his parents' basement to await the trial verdict. This would be a befitting end for one so vile. But it didn't end there. Because when you thought it was all over, a new company, NYSC, I just say NYSC, oh my god. NYC VIP Access starts emailing Firefest attendees with offers to attend different high-profile events for cheap. Hmm, that sounds pretty innocent. And there couldn't possibly be a connection to Billy, right? Because Billy is already in trouble for wire fraud and he wouldn't be that stupid, right? But somehow, despite declaring bankruptcy, he'd moved into a penthouse suite, which was his new base of ops. Ah, Billy. Credibility was what he sold. He was selling Met Gala tickets, which you can't buy. Victoria's Secret show tickets, or a show that hadn't been cast. Taylor Swift meet and greet tickets, and she doesn't do meet and greets. And even tickets to the Grammys in Madison Square. And people still paid. From 15 people alone, he made over $100,000. The hustle seemingly never stops. And while he was doing all this, he had a film crew documenting it still. I don't know how deep his issues run, but at least gathering evidence wouldn't be too difficult, eh? He asked one of the crew members who'd been to jail how jail was, and they told him it was not great. I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah. That made Billy think for a few seconds. He was probably picturing it all. Big, sweaty men, prison yard. On the other hand, hundreds of new potential customers for whatever he'd cook up next, right? Yeah, yeah. Still, he thought about it and then said, I'm not going to jail. And then it all came crumbling down again. However, this time, it stuck. It really wasn't hard to put two and two together. And even after everything, he had zero remorse whatsoever. He was sentenced to six years in jail. Wow. Six years? White privilege much? That was in June 2018. The judge described him as a serial fraudster who had been dishonest for most of his life. That's my second favorite verdict after this one. Judgment, he'd be adjudicated guilty of murder in the first degree. That the killings were indeed atrocious and cruel in that they were extremely wicked shockingly evil vile what billy did would be considered as wickedness honestly because he knew exactly how he was hurting people but in his mind he thought i can fix it and he only kept compounding problems oh what a tangled web we weave when we first practice to deceive on a scale of gignac to hush puppy gignac being a one and hush being a 10 billy would be like an 8.5 for me yeah, what he did was just, it was large scale. You know, Gignac was more of a personal fraudster, you know, you know. And you know the worst part? Some say Pablo Escobar never even owned that island. Thank you for listening to the end. If you liked it or not, please share with your friends, family, enemies, and total strangers in any way you can. Help share the humor. It would also mean a lot if you could subscribe to this show on the official Jammer platform. And I'd love to respond to your comments on the official Jammer Twitter page under the post for this episode. Tune in next Monday for another episode because really, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs>